0: Welcome to Revitalize Kindness, where we give perspective to what kindness can look like in our culture today. Kindness is still present in our daily lives; however, it is becoming more and more difficult to see. Ultimately, kindness has the power not only to change a life, but the world. Please join Dave Weaver as he talks about how when our culture and kindness collide, it can be a very powerful thing. Let's go. Welcome to Revitalize Kindness Podcast, where we believe that kindness has the power to change the world. I'm your host, Dave Weaver, and welcome to this episode called New Life, Finding Common Ground. So here is a chance where we just take a little bit of peek inside of my life um, as we talk about the birth of my third child. Just recently had a son, not too far back, at the beginning of June and I'm just excited about it. I've got two daughters and and a son now, and it's just a wonderful thing, and bringing new life into the world, there's nothing like it, Um, and I I don't know, you know, any father or mother out there knows where I'm at. Um, You know, any father out there who Has not had that son yet is is probably understands kind of where I'm at. Any child, mother, or excuse me, uh, female or daughter, son, you know what I'm saying. Any child is a wonderful thing and a blessing in our lives. Children are blessings, and I think one reason is just their outlook. Their outlook is not... um, I'm trying to say this nicely. Um, it's just not as distorted as ours. Um, we've got a lot of stuff in our minds and in our hearts. And, and and through our experiences, that makes it hard for us to see things the way that they see things. So new life is wonderful. And I, you know, again, can't say n- enough about it. So we're going to do a podcast about that experience, um, not not the actual birth, but just something that happened to me while I was there at the hospital. Okay, so so but let me start here. Just before recording this episode of the podcast, me and my family we watched a movie called Mars Needs Moms. Now, this is I think it's a Disney movie. I'm not, I, you know, not gonna. I don't want to mess that up. But Mars Needs Moms cartoon. The premise of the movie is this. It's about these aliens from Mars needing a suitable mother from Earth, one that is commanding in the way that she leads her children. So she's going to not be the pushover mom. Um, And then the aliens must abduct such a mother uh, from Earth that fits this idea of motherhood so that they can construct this ultimate mothering prototype where they are. Um, on Mars and to raise the multitude of alien babies spawned in the beginning of the film. So in the beginning of the film, you see all these little babies being spawned and then you see two characters in the movie who are trying to develop this plan. It was a slightly strange movie and listed at the box. It listed as a box office bomb. Check that out. And um, I thought it was a good movie though. Um, and and that's the thing about critics of any type, not just movie critics, but other critics, because we've got plenty of those on social media. But they have these different opinions, and we don't always see the, the same. But I thought it was a good good movie. Um, and, you know, it was really good about, it was a good relationship movie, um, and, and showing the relationship and the great love that and, and the incredible bond between uh, a mother and her child. So, So here we're talking about bringing new life into the world and how amazing that is. And um, I took a trip to the parking garage, met a gentleman in the hallway on the way out. You know, we ran into each other on the third floor of the hospital, which is just, you know, the baby's zone, basically um, just before the elevator. This is where we met. And, you know, we both had our mask on for the maximum protection from COVID-19, of course. And then you know, based on the restrictions and the fact that we were on the third floor and the restrictions were, you know, fathers could, only the fathers could be at the hospital with the mothers. So those two things with the restrictions and the fact that we were on the third floor, I'm, I'm figuring, of course, this guy is a father as well. And my assumption was correct. Um, and, and then we started talking on the way as we got to the elevator, and then we had to go downstairs and then out the hospital towards the parking garage. And during our brief, con- um, and as we talked, uh, we discovered that we both had two children prior to our current situation, which was the third child. Um, the two prior children were within a year of each other, and our third child, well, his was born around 4 a.m. in the morning of that day. And then mine was born closer to 8 a.m. And also my, my new friend that I found, we all we, we discovered that we live close together, um, practically in the same neighborhood. And as they say or may sing, it is a small world after all. Now, what really intrigued me after our interaction, and this occurred during my journey back to the hospital room after going to the garage. And it was this, with all that is going on in the world today, between COVID-19, the virus pandemic, and the recent protest. Um, now, you know, this and more recent as we were in the hospital. I think things were, you know, kicking off in that direction because of the murdering of Mr. George Floyd by the Minneapolis police, which was a bad situation. And, you know, definitely Mr. George, 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 I can't say his name, George Floyd um, should not have died at the hands of the police. Regardless of records and and things of that nature, I'll say that he should not have died that day. Um, But despite all those things, me and my new friend, we found common ground. We allowed each other this moment for bonding and discovery. You know, besides that, we're on cloud nine. We just brought new life into the world. We're excited. We're new fathers again. We didn't discuss the virus or the racial tension in our country. Instead, we built our interaction off of what was common between us. The new life we we helped to bring into the world and the place in which we call home. This whole thing left me wondering. As a society, do we need to concentrate on what we have in common rather than what makes us different? Differences are always going to be there. However, if we take the time, I would argue that we all have things within our lives that we can build on or build our interactions on. And, And as I thought through this short interaction with my new friend, I realized that I didn't even catch his name, you know, and and his identity was not important to me at the time. You see, I think we invest a lot of time defining who we are instead of investing that time to learn about each other. And that's what me and my friend did. Yeah. And as you can guess, just by the content and what we're talking about. Yes, my friend was a black man. And we spent that time, that few minutes, learning some things about each other and really just um, celebrating together. You know, and today, uh, more than ever, I think I think people in our country, leaders in our country and, and, and businesses and, and communities are are looking for answers for the the race issues. And trying to figure out exactly where, um, you know, where there might be need for reform or just a very, a, a much closer look at what policies or any, you know, things that we have in place that might prevent such things. Because um, we do have those things. I mean, but, but are they working? And I think that's part of the question and part of the thing that we're looking at. And it's the recent protests protest and the movements that has our wide, eyes wide open. Um, and because we're, we understand, I think maybe for the first time and we, we can't, you know, as much as we can understand, I think we are feeling what, um, where people are coming from with this. Um, you know, the motions are real high as the past cries about similar deaths of black men and women and children have not been heard. So it would seem that one of the early wins of this recent effort is that voices are being heard. Um, and, And there are probably some out there to say, no, that's not happening. But I can't help when I'm looking on social media, it's there. And if you're not hearing it, I, I don't know. Maybe there's not help for certain people. But the conversation is happening out there, so we can't help not to see it. The, the, I guess the question is, do we want to hear it? And I think it's important, so maybe we should, right? Um, so the, maybe one of the questions is, where do we go from here? What do we do now? Now what? Now, I'm sure that the city leaders and organizers are sitting at a table, I hope anyways, on this topic now. And they are talking about what's going abroad, what's happening. We're probably going to see some policy policy change somewhere and more awareness to racism and how it affects the lives of those it touches, uh, which that should be there, right? We need, um, and again, I think it has to do with when we talk about apathy, um, you know, or imp- what was it not apathy? Empathy? Maybe I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm mixing my terms up. I'm gonna, maybe I'm talking about empathy here. The lack of empathy in our country for a lot of things, and that would include this subject, I believe. Um, so we're going to see some changes. Um, some, you know, the question then might be, after we see ch- changes and, you know, get more awareness for racism, then the, you know, then the question might be, um, would these types of actions change our country and does this, does this change our country or our world, our worldview, or our view on any of these topics? My answer is going to actually surprisingly be no, because I think it's, I think it makes it, um, I think it makes it better, okay? So maybe it makes it better. However, I don't think it gets to the root of the problem. My My opinion is that there are some very basic principles in morality that we are just very bad at, okay? Now, and, and these f- four things that I'm going to lay out here are not going to be the answer to all the problems that I know we're having right now, and this may not be the types of answers that people want to hear but I really think they're they're worth reviewing at the very least so that we can maybe input these as we work through these issues. If that makes sense. All right, so let's look at four things that I think that we're just very bad at these days and the four things I'll start with number one uh, the golden rule treating others as you want them to treat you. who? Who, can I get a hallelujah on that? Um, treating others as you want. You could, and that jumps into the number two, self-centeredness. So I think we're so self-centered. It's really hard for us to do the golden rule. All right. We we live amongst a me first culture. Um, everybody wants attention on them. And, and and it's so easy with social media. And, and you know, you don't have to. Your voice is louder with social media, so if you get people's attention, you're more likely to get your way about things. That kind of thing. I mean, even with just go to hey, go through the drive-through at a restaurant or stay at a hotel and have a bad experience, try blasting them on on social media and see what happens. Again, you're gonna get you're gonna get a response because they're gonna you know they're gonna worry about other people seeing what you're saying about them. But if we're not careful, then we can do that in every instance because it's about me, right? Um, So, number one, got to think about the golden rule, treating others as you want them to treat you. Self-centeredness, let's be aware of it. Remember, we're living in that meet-me first culture, so let's take some of the attention off ourselves and think about others. Uh, Number three, pride. And where I'm thinking, uh, pride can be pretty broad, um, as we think about things like this, so I'm going to give you a specific way or a, spe- a specific direction, and that is to not able to get beyond our personal ideologies. And we're so prideful that sometimes we cannot do that. We we think something. We have a different. We have an ideology of something. Can be a lot of different things. I know that's pretty broad in itself, but we stand on the hill and we want to die on the hill. And so there we are. We're, we're, doing, uh, we're doing our campaigning um, and things of that nature. And so we're not able to get beyond that. And so that makes it tough for us to sit down and talk. That makes it tough for us to have resolution. And number four, just being kind to one another. Imagine that. On a Revitalized Kindness podcast, we're going to talk about being kind and so here we are. Number four, just being kind to one another, building others up instead of tearing them down. So and that's 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 what I've got. So I would challenge you for the next four weeks to take one of these principles and apply one each week. So during week one, apply the golden rule to your routine and in every interaction treat others like you want to be treated. So week two, try thinking about others first before you think of yourself. And again, add this to your routine and practice it with every interaction that you have with others. Week three. All right, let down your wall, your safe space, and allow for some room for others to invade that space. It's perfectly fine, as we've said before on the podcast, for people to have ideas and transfer those ideas. You don't have to agree. You really don't. And, and again, add this into your routine and practice this with the interaction, with our, excuse me, every interaction um, and every encounter throughout the week. And last but not least, on week four, just be kind to others. For this one, you are definitely going to have to resort back to week three. As a matter of fact, just go back through. Um, One through three, as you're thinking about being nice to others, and oh yes, smile, okay? Trust me, people like smiles. They like smiles like they like their sunshine. Now, if we truly put the same amount of effort into doing this as we do our commentaries, I want you to listen to me very, very carefully. This is very important. All right, I'll say it again. Now, if we put the same amount of time and effort into doing these four steps as we do our commentaries and, and we add and the things that we add to Facebook posts and we utilize the same energy in these as we do in making a stance on everything under the moon. Take this passion that you obviously possess and plug it into this four simple ideas. I believe that would, would enact some change. Excuse me. I believe that would enact some ch- real change into our world relationships would improve and divisions would begin to disappear. That's my hope. This is what we need folk. We need all of our dividing lines to be less thought of and our thought to go into what we have in common life. You know, we have the power to live our best lives now by creating change through positive interactions and given new life to a dying society.
1: Thank
0: you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. Tony Evans once said peace, unity, love, and nonviolence should be so our rallying cry and the catalyst for change in our country. Guys, look, we could do this together. Let's create a kindness culture. Check us out on our Facebook page, and as always, don't desensitize, revitalize. Until next time, keep it kind. I really like kindness because it helps people.